1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close. Real friendly. Real fun. January is a little late for mystery team action. But kind of had a report of a another mystery team yesterday. Welcome back. It is 7 a.m. It's Friday. Ben and Woods, Paul, all together here to wrap up the first week of 2023 on 97.3 The Fan. Play a little take on Woods here in a couple of minutes. If you'd like to be our contestant, call in 833-288-0973. Chance to win a getaway to Las Vegas. Uh, tickets to see a comedian. The win uh, all coming up here in just a couple of minutes in our musical trivia game that we play uh, four out of the five days of the week. We did have a winner in real or fake yesterday. What was the category? Uh, Oreo cookie flavor. Oh, I did hear some of this Did you? Yeah. In. yeah. Watermelon Oreos, real thing. That's real, yeah. no idea.
3: I bet but... they're delicious. Really? Yeah, but they have probably have the vanilla top on them, right? Yeah,
2: with like a watermelon flavored cream in the middle. I over. I no I'd
3: love. I really cinnamon, love watermelon.
4: Cinnamon bun yeah, I mean, Oreos. On sign that. me
2: up. In on that. There were some, um, there was definitely some weird ones though. The Pauly pointed out that people say the worst flavor is the cookies and cream flavored Oreo, but which that's is what an Oreo, but is. that's what an Oreo is—cookies and cream. If something else is cookies and cream flavored, you say, "Oh, it's it's Oreo flavor." Right? I don't think but, it,
4: like it doesn't taste bad. It's just a big question mark. Like what? What? What?
3: Yes, I like the double stuff a lot. Oh. See, and I, I want Except the regular of amount of stuff. I like double stuff, but I never broke mine apart and did the crust. I don't I just either. Ate a, no. I like the combination off, of the two. Break up
4: two double stuffs. I don't stuff. like dipping oh, yeah. them
3: in milk. I don't either.
2: either. I don't dip. I like drinking milk with my Oreos, but I want them as crunchy. And I like to, I keep them in the freezer.
3: That's again. Yeah, the I like them that hard freeze, and cold and, don't know, you and don't, crunchy. People that freeze things are just it just blows my mind. You dip them in peanut
4: butter.
2: Peanut butter.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. Cream and peanut.
2: There butter is a peanut butter mix. flavored. Go Oreo. buy some
4: Oreos. Get some peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Try it. No. Tell me, I'm wrong. No, Mm-mm.
2: try it Mm-mm. now. Crumble them on top of vanilla ice cream. I like that. Yes.
3: Why do people freeze? Why do people insist on freezing things? It makes it harder to eat. Hey, I like the Snickers. It does. I'm going to freeze bit. it
2: until it slows down my experience, though, because otherwise I just wolf them down too fast. I like
3: candy bars the way they were intended. Intended, warm. The way nature intended. Yeah, The way nature intended. The way Nabisco. I boil my Snickers <laughs> and drink them. It's the same it, to me. It's the same thing. Yeah, I boil mine. Yeah, and then I just I, grind them I up. eat it with a su- with a spoon. It's the it's the opposite. It's the but... opposite, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I love to get a Snickers. I unwrap it. I put it in a pot of boiling water, and then I drink the liquid. It's the same thing to me as freezing. I don't I, understand. I, I, I don't know that freeze the Snickers,
2: but because then they're like rock hard. People do, do that all I, the refrigerator, time. Refrigerator. I I wouldn't mind it a little chilled.
3: As opposed to room temperature. If it needed to be chilled, guess where it would be at Seven Eleven, in the cooler.
2: Well, it's expensive <laughs> to do that to put them in. Sometimes you'll find. Yeah, I guess Snickers you do. There's one little tray. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I have seen that. You're right. You get right the again. choice. Like sometimes at the turn, you go to the halfway house at yep. a golf course. And they got it there. And they got Snickers out front. And you ask. Do you have any in the fridge back there? Yeah, we got a couple for. Yep. For you people who like your Snickers bars cold.
3: North County Docs said. Ben and Woods, leave it to Paul Rindle to teach you to jumokes. What is that word? About PB and Oreos. That is a weird combo to me. I don't know why. Now, the chocolate cookie in the or, in peanut butter would be pretty good, but the cream is what's throwing me off. See,
2: now, I like Nilla wafers with peanut butter.
3: Have you ever done that That's one? It's weird to me, too. Vanilla and peanut butter yeah. don't mix to me. So I've never done that, but I definitely would. I don't dip a lot in peanut butter. I just put it on crackers and eat it. I don't. I don't take, like, a Hershey bar and dip it in peanut butter. I,
2: I've done that, too. I, I go to Trader Joe's. Have you ever seen that pound-plus bar? It's that giant, like, looking candy bar uh-uh. that you can buy at Trader Joe's. It's not that expensive. It's like 4 or 5 bucks. Is it's,
3: it a pound of
2: chocolate? It's over a pound of chocolate. <laughs> and you take off, I just take off, like, two squares and dip them in a little peanut butter. Okay. And it
3: is, it is pretty darn good. It lasts you for a while. All right. Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt agrees with you. He said uh, 100% peanut butter with Oreo. Fantastic. I guess it's not terrible, but I mean Oreos, delicious, Oreos delicious peanut, peanut, butter, peanut butter, delicious. delicious. Like, I... well, I mean, crab bisque is delicious, and so is cheesecake. <laughs> I'm not mixing. I'm not pouring crab bisque on top of my cheesecake and eating it. I know they're both, you know, one sweet, one savory, but I don't know.
2: Bisque is a funny word. It would be. I will. I would try it, Polly. I would try because you said so. That's it. All right. What did I say? Mystery team. Um. It's. We're still talking about Carlos Correa a here. Bizarre story, man. Yeah, I mean, he so signed, I saw this signed this yesterday, with the Giants. Yep. Signed with the Mets. But when didn't. did he
4: sign with the Giants? Reportedly, that was like three weeks ago. Halloween, more.
3: I
2: think. No, it was uh,
3: <laughs> right after Arson Judge. Yeah, right after Arson Judge, he signed, and then they got panicked and they saw something they didn't like. They abruptly canceled his press conference It was scheduled that day. His entire family was in San Francisco. They had a jersey. With his name and his number on it, he was ready to go. They booted it. They said, we're not doing this. We're not going forward. Steve, uh, uh, what's his, Scott Boris immediately got on the horn, called Steve Cohen, who said, yeah, sign him up. Within 24 Within hours, hours, they they
2: basically th- said a deal has been reached with the Mets. Yep. So then everyone's
3: all excited. If you're a Met fan, you're like, oh, my gosh. How did we well, it was It was unprecedented, really. I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. A swoop in at the last second, you get Carlos Correa, and he's going to, you know, Play with Francisco Lindor up the middle, giving the Mets just a really, really talented, talented baseball team. Adding to a very talented baseball team. Well, then that deal has gone soft.
2: It's not de- dead like not, the Giants dead. deal, but it also has hit a few, I guess, bumps in the road. So much so that whether it's true or not, the rumors are starting to emanate that maybe another team is interested. The old mystery team. I think it was uh, John Heyman yesterday who said that Correa's camp has been in contact with at least one other team during the holdup with the Mets discussions. We don't know who that is. Uh, I I would not think it's the Padres, but at this point, you never know with Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller. have no idea where you'd even play him if you signed him. You have so many shortstops. uh, You don't have room for another one. The Dodgers seem very committed to staying within their budget, but you know, obviously, after losing Trey Turner, you'd think that they would have been at least intrigued in another shortstop on the free agent market. I saw a little blurb that it could be the
3: Twins again to bring him back, uh, which would that would be weird for the Twins and that would be weird for Correa, but it's already weird. I mean, at some point, the guy's going to need to find a place to play. You know, spring training six weeks away, and uh, dude needs a home. You know, needs a home. You know, somebody's going to have to pay this man, so uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I did see the Twins could be that mystery team, Ben.
2: Still need that contestant for Take on Woods. We're only a minute or two away, so dial up right now, 833-288-0973, and we'll play our musical trivia game here shortly, 833-288-0973. It'd be a big bummer for Carlos Correa to leave the Astros, sign the the short deal with the Twins, have a good season, opt out, and then have to sign another essentially short deal, you know, with player options again because you could not land a long-term contract because of the medicals, because of what doctors speculate, you know, could happen in the future. That would be a real bummer because then w- what's going to change? He could have another great season. He already had one in 2022. He has another good, solid season in 2023 and opts out. What changes about the medicals in a year other than you're a year older and presumably even less – Desirable for a ten-year contract at
3: that point. I just again, I you know, Scott Boris did make the point where he said, "Look, man, this guy plays whatever he's got. He plays through it. He played eighty-nine percent of the games or something in the last five years. So it's not like it's going to be an. It, but again, you're it, not paying for the last five years. You're paying for the next five. You're paying for and the, the next, next five ten, or more. The next five after that. I get it. I, I absolutely get it. But um, it's not like what's he? Gonna, he's not going to sit on the sideline. Somebody's going to have to pay him. He's going to have to find a deal." That oh, works, yeah. That he'll works.
2: He'll be on a team yeah. in 2023. The question is, is it another one-year deal? Probably. Or is it a long-term deal? And if it is a one-year deal, when does that ever change? What can you do to prove you're going to stay healthy? Other I really than, don't know. Because he's already stayed healthy. He's he's already but proven. It's not, right. it's not. it doesn't convince anybody, apparently, that he can continue to stay healthy. And then what if he does sign a one-year deal and something happens and he's out for four months and he goes into next season yeah. not healthy? Then really, the market's going to be kind of ragged for Carlos Correa going forward. Not a fun spot no, to be. He's in a tough spot. In man. free agency. He All is. right, I see uh, callers on the line. Let's get to it. It is time for some Take On Woods. It's time for Take On Woods. Take On Woods. Take On hey. Woods. Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, let's go with Lucas. Good morning, Lucas. Welcome to Ben and Woods and Take on Woods. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. All right, you got a chance to uh, jump in. Uh, Woods has not been defeated yet this year, but uh, you could qualify for our grand prize drawing. Get away to Las Vegas. Uh, The trip includes two tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco uh, and one night stay at the Wynn Las Vegas. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian with uh, 19 sold-out shows last year, a new Netflix special, titled Is It Me? He's performing uh, tonight, tomorrow, then back again in March and May at the Encore Theater at The Win. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You get to choose our category as we go head-to-head against Woods in Take on Woods. Here are your choices, Lucas. We've got uh, Bottoms Up. Bring that one back. Five song titles the end of the word up. We have our Mystery category. That's where the two-second song then determines the theme of for the rest of the questions and our new category today is believe you me five song titles with the word believe in them so of those three bottoms up the mystery category or believe you me lucas what would you like to play uh,
3: let's go with the mystery category
2: mystery category okay this is the second time actually I think it might be the first time we've actually done this. It is a, uh, I won't tell you what it's about, but once you get the two-second song, I think you'll get a pretty quick idea of what the topic and theme is for today's game. 60 seconds to answer up to five questions. You can pass if you don't know an answer. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the clock. And again, we'll start with the two-second song. Paul, play a little bit of a well-known tune. You need to give me the title And the artist to score that point and then remember that because it'll have something to do with the rest of the questions. Ready to go, Lucas?
5: Yes, sir.
2: Get those 60 seconds on the clock. Woodsy's in isolation. He'll go second. Your time begins when Paul plays our music in our mystery category. Good luck, Lucas. Let's take on Woods.
6: Uh, money by Pink Boys?
2: Correct. Which hit by Holland Oates was once rumored to be about newspaper heiress Patty Hearst, but you know it don't matter anyway? Uh, rich Girl? Correct. Let's Make a uh, Lot of Money is the subtitle of which popular song from the debut album for the Pet Shop Boys?
0: Um...
1: The fantasies?
2: Incorrect. Donna Summer sings "You Better Treat Her Right," in which 1983 hit about a blue-collar woman. Tape up. Incorrect. Which R&B group is famous for songs including "For the Love of Money," which was later used as the theme song for the TV show The Apprentice? 98 Degrees. No, that's the OJs. You did get two out of the five right. <laughs> Hang on, you never know. That could be enough. You might get the tie out of it. Uh, you get got Money by Pink Floyd, and that of course was the theme for our mystery category. Rich Girl. Opportunities is the Pet Shop Boys song. Let's make a lot of money, and she works hard for the she money, the and way. you better treat her right, is the 1983 Donna Summer hit. So let's bring Woods back in. Get the same five questions against Lucas today on Take on Woods. Headphones on. Clock reset at 60 seconds. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Take on Lucas.
3: Pig Money. Correct. Which
2: hit by Hall & Oates was once rumored to be about newspaper heiress? Richard? Correct. Let's Make a Lot of Money is the subtitle of which popular song from the debut album for the Pet Shop Boys? Pass. Donna Summer sings You Better Treat Her Right, in which 1983 hit about a blue-collar she woman. She works hard for the money. Correct. Which R&B group famous for songs including For the Love of Money, which was later used as the theme song for the TV show The Apprentice. Pass. Let's Make a Lot of Money is the subtitle of which popular song from the debut album God. for the Pet Shop Boys.
3: It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh... Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god. I don't know. I'm blanking.
2: Oh, you got uh, three, three. Yeah, which is a three it. to two win. You okay. did sneak it out. The difference being she works hard for the money. Oh. Opportunities is the name of the pet shop oh. boys song. a tough that. one. And uh, the OJs okay. sing for the love money, of money. money. money, money hmm. Yeah. Money. Whatever happened to the host of that show. <laughs> All right, Lucas. Thank you for calling in. Though good try, but Woods is uh, remains unbeaten here. One tie, two wins to start uh, 2023 on Take On Woods. this Appreciate week. you calling in and playing. Always though, do, Lucas. Yeah, it's a great song. It's so good. Yeah, they said it was about Pat Hirst, but it wasn't really. But who is it about? It was actually. So as I was doing the research, it was actually about. I think one of their like sisters' boyfriends, but. The rich guy didn't sound as good, so they switched it to yeah, rich, rich girl. Boy. Yeah, rich boy didn't sound as good, so they switched it to rich girl. That sounds great. But guy who had like independent money and didn't have to work or anything. Oh, that's so. Nice. All uh, right, we've got uh, don't do this coming up next, and do do this. And, and do I, do this. I think
3: uh, the University of Texas did the right thing. All yesterday.
2: right, fair enough. Yeah, I did. yeah. It's a. It's a, obviously it's a big story right now. So we'll get to all that coming up next. Better Woods, Back after a check of traffic on 97.3 fam
5: oh, you're bitch, girl, and you're 3fam You, know fam. Anyway.
2: you rely 973fam
5: right. and it's gone too far,
2: cause you know.
0: Don't do this.
2: It's time for Don't
4: Do This. What
6: were you thinking?
4: Three stories from the world of sports that make
3: us all shake our heads.
6: Why? <laughs> times do i have to tell
3: you i'm sorry i fudged up guys
6: you idiot you moron Ow, dumbass.
3: the apple sometimes does far fall from the tree don't do this do not tweet that
2: with ben and woods i like a nickelback song or two on 97.3 the fan sam levitt has launched his own podcast called inside san diego baseball sam will dissect all the latest news from the pod race you can find it at 97.3 TheFanSD.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I guess in the website it is important to include the word the. Otherwise you will go to the wrong website. I don't know what (laughs) 97.3fanSD.com would get you to. Probably not much. All right, uh, we ready to go on the audio there, Paul? Let's get to uh, Don't Do This. And as a professional broadcaster, (laughs) at least semi professional here, I feel like you know one of my main jobs on this show is to just not curse on the radio. Well, you don't curse. So I don't. That's why. You. That's that's one of the reasons I don't do it. Then I don't ever feel like I would accidentally drop a word I'm not supposed to during the course of our show. Um, but when you do, sometimes something slips out. And hey, the uh, the crew on TNT, <laughs> and to their credit, they are so loose and relaxed yes. on television that I'm surprised this hasn't happened several times before, but apparently this was the actual first time <laughs> that, uh, that Charles Barkley said a word not really supposed to say on television. It's just surprising. Yeah.
7: I'm being honest. I don't want to be one of these... On television, now. hey 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 hey! hey Oh, I mean jackasses. I meant. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. What the I heck, apologize. heck is going on? I meant jackasses. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Jack- He's got He's like you guys are not getting no. Ernie, I got that's the first Jack I, I say, uh, That's the first time I've ever cursed. I apologize. Yeah. It, is. it is. I apologize. <laughs> Chuck, I will tell you what, I will pay your fine to the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I apologize. Uh, <laughs>
4: You talk about... It's a little behind-the-scenes radio. We've talked about it before. Like, role definition. We have role definition on our show. Ben just talked about it. Ben reads the liners. Ben keeps us all in check. I run the controls. Woodsy's the loose cannon. Charles... He's the one that, of course, it's Charles that's gonna drop the S bomb.
3: A hole. A A hole, yeah.
4: (laughs) Ernie, are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? And then Shaq just losing his mind. I love the. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
7: whoa. whoa. I'm being honest, right? I don't want to be one of these. On television now. I mean, I'm sorry. I apologize. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I met jackasses. I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. He guys act like they know everything. Ernie, I got <laughs> the first. That's jackasses. my favorite wow. uh, That's the first time I've ever cursed. I apologize. Good. Yeah. That's amazing.
3: <laughs> Gosh,
2: Somehow that's good. they turn the don't do this is into do do this. No, no question. No, that's they're that. They're that good and that funny that no one's really gonna be upset about it. Plus, it's on cable. Yeah, it's fine. You've can't hear it's mean, twenty three.
3: You hear so much on cable. Holy cow! Do you hear it all? Watch Yellowstone. My God, <laughs> they, say, they say every word on on Yellowstone. That's cable, isn't it? Is that technically cable? Is it streaming? Paramount AMC, Plus. It? It's AMC. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, it's cable. Then.
3: It's cable. Uh, it's things have certainly changed. I wish it would on radio. Uh, <laughs> God, it'd be fun. Uh, this is, look, this is a, I guess it's a do do this for the University of Texas, a don't do this for former, now former uh, Texas head basketball coach Chris Beard. He was fired uh, on Thursday, that was yesterday, telling his attorney he, uh, they fired him. He was unfit for the position while he faces a felony domestic family violence charge stemming from that incident with his fiance on December 12th. Now, there was a um, seven, he had a seven year ben guaranteed contract. The provision in there was, hey, you can be fired for cause if you are charged with a felony or committed other behavior unbecoming of your position that reflects poorly on the university. He was, in fact, charged with a felony, felony domestic violence against his fiance And she kind of came out and recanted some of her statements, but had no explanation for the bite marks, the bruises on her. And they fired him, and now his attorney. Look, they're going to go after the money. He, he, they came out and said, "Look, they never asked us any questions about this at all." Um, and they fired me, you know, for uh, for no reason. Essentially, he's saying for for no reason. I want the rest of my money. So uh, it's a really gnarly situation. I guess you could look at it though as a do do this as well. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, it's, it's surprised. It
2: surprised me, and that's sad. I'm going to expect that Texas did quite a bit of due diligence yes. over the last month, and you know. I wasn't there. I I don't know what actually happened, but you can certainly envision a scenario in which Chris Beard gets out of control for whatever reason, you know, drinking, an argument, things get violent and physical, and his fiance definitely called the police. She called the police. She she, She had the bite marks and stuff. They haven't really offered an explanation for it. Yes, she recanted, but you can certainly see a scenario where the next morning they all sober up and they go... I'm gonna lose my job. Lose over my this. job We're now. making millions of dollars a year. You've got to say something. Yep. And she's like, You're right, I don't want you to lose your job over this, you know. Drunk just don't and, let it happen again. And fight. Yeah. You know, and she tries to recant, but you can't you can't unring the bell no, in a can't. situation like that either. In Texas, you know, they, they invested a lot in him and you know, yeah. they thought he'd be the one to turn around their program. So you know, props to them for sticking to their well, guns here. And
3: Texas A D Del Conte, um let's see. Who wrote this? Who is Davis? i got to find this guy, Davis. Uh, He, like the chancellor of UT, he wrote to the attorney of Chris Beard and said, Your letter this morning reveals that Mr. Beard does not understand the significance of the behavior he knows he engaged in or the ensuing events that impair his ability to effectively lead our program. This lack of self-awareness is yet another failure of judgment that makes Mr. Beard unfit to serve as head coach at our university, it, it, isn't that weird that I'm surprised that a, a university did the right thing? And I think this was the right thing. It's it that's the more surprising thing for me is that they actually fired him, didn't slap him on his wrist and say, "Take a few weeks off, let's let this blow over, and come on back and coach."
2: Like you said, that could be a do do this, but I wanted to save the real do do this for this breaking news. Buffalo Bills tweeting just a few minutes ago, per the physicians at UCMC. DeMar's breathing tube was removed overnight. He continues to progress remarkably in his recovery. His neurologic function remains intact and he has been able to talk to his family and care team. And get this, the Bills said, DeMar Hamlin just FaceTimed into our meeting today to talk to players and coaches oh. But he said to the team, love you boys. <laughs> That's it right there, buddy. That's it. That is it. You know what? Let me throw in one more because this is a Another former, this is a football player, the story you see about Peyton Hillis. That was unbelievable. He's in, he's in critical condition. The former Broncos running back was on the cover of Madden like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen all the details, but apparently he had to go into the ocean to try to rescue his, his kids, drowning kids. Oh and God. rescued them, but now he himself is in critical condition. So prayers to... Peyton Hillis out there, I mean, trying to be, you know, an actual hero for your family and was, and now he's fighting for his life, um, you know, not quite getting the attention of the DeMar Hamlin story because it didn't happen on national television with everybody watching. Yeah, it. at a football game yeah, too, but, but man, still, I hope, I hope I mean, he
3: pulls through, he did He did exactly what every dad would do,
2: um, and it, uh, you hope he pulls through for the sake of his family, man, that is just horrible, horrible. And that's a don't and don't, and do and do and do. Yeah this for a Friday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, new year, uh, new Crossing Streams with Craig Elston. Our first conversation but I think it's with our old Craig. Is it the streams. Looking Back? Yes. Is top rankings from 2022? Well, uh, my wife was just asking. I need more recommendations. I I went through all the shows. I'm in I hell. Wanted I need to them too. Over yeah. Over the holidays. So I need something new. So we'll see what we've missed in 2022. Craig will let us know about that. Coming up next with Benna Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, The Fam.
4: No barking from the dog. No small. And mama cooked the breakfast with no heart. I got my girl on, but <laughs> didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I want to dig out later as i hit the dough, thinking will i live another 25 i gotta go because i got me a drop top and if i hit the switch i can make that drop had to stop at a red light looking in my mirror
3: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours
7: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: So we'll get to all that coming up next. Ben Woods, back after a check of traffic on 97.3 Fam. I thought <laughs> that I was trying to try to hit the, the post of the song I there. I got it. And back I, after a check of traffic on 97.3 Fam. 97.3 Swallowed a word fam. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Woods. Shame on me. Put it on
3: the uh, flubs of the week. I've missed the flubs so much. I haven't heard the flubs in like a month.
4: Way ahead of you. I haven't Thank heard you. them all year. There was another one from earlier in the week that I forgot about, and laughed very hard. Good, about. good,
2: good, good, good. I love the floods uh, we're gonna check traffic and then Craig Elston will join us. First Crossing Streams of 2023, but it's a look back to the best of twenty twenty two coming up next on the the fans. Yes. All right let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline and welcome Craig Elston from the San Diego Soccers and the Crossing Streams podcast for the first time here in twenty twenty three and no, Paul is getting excited for Sunday's uh, big affair down yeah, at Pechanga Arena. Good morning, Craig.
6: Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Woods. Happy New Year. Let's get it. Another year of the uh, Crossing Stream segment on the Ben and Woods Friday show. Appreciate uh, you guys having me back.
3: Well, we appreciate you, pal, and all the uh, insight that you do possess and, and give to our audience as well. And i I got to tell you, man, I know we're looking back right now, but I've got the uh, – I've got the Jones for some exciting new TV in 2023, Craig, as well.
6: Which we'll be bringing you, you know, every Friday yeah. morning. It's it's kind of funny how we start the year, just like we finish the year on Crossing Streams, with with a couple of uh, almost like pre-prescribed segments, right? So yeah. So our final Crossing Streams of every year is our top 20 list, the best 20 shows of the year. And then our first podcast of the new year which just dropped last night is our platform uh rankings which we'll talk about on next week's uh ben and woods segment but yeah i've got i've got the top 10 from last year queued up for you guys but i'm glad you brought it up ben because you know i'm just curious what you guys have seen this week in terms of paul from a, a training health management standpoint has he been getting in those you know good fats in the morning has he been getting his body and his mind right because Sunday is the media game. It's team USA versus Mexico at halftime of our soccer's match, which kicks off at six o'clock against the Dallas sidekicks and you know, Paul's representing our entire country, never mind 97.3 <laughs> in our region. So Paul, I'm you hopeful have, he has been taking this seriously.
3: You have been getting your fats in, I assume, because I know I was getting my fats in I know he. I know
2: he trained with some pound cake earlier this week. Yes. Yeah. Pound, town, pound, pound cake. Pound,
3: town, pound, pound cake. It's always best. important. Please and- don't let him get hurt because we've got fantasy camp next week, Craig. No, I
4: I have been moving. I we went through the other day. That's yeah. we I've gone. On I did some sail- walks. I've gone on a little workout. I I'm sailed, trying to get the body
3: ready. I sailed a couple over Paul's head. He did have to lightly jog back <laughs> to get them. So
6: yes, he has been moving, Craig. <laughs> Well, good. I mean, you can
3: play in the back if you want,
6: Paul.
3: Why do you think I I wanted to play in goal when we did the old versus new me? Because I didn't have to do much. Less running. I did get nutmegged by Marver, by the way, which I still have nightmares about. But we did win that game. Uh, It was such a fun thing that you guys do, Craig. I stole the ball from
4: somebody so strongly last time. Yeah, it was
3: great. It was great. Well, just pace yourself out there.
6: Going to be a ton of fun, guys, and also we're debuting our new third kit, our cross border kit, which is available for sale Sunday. Gates open at five o'clock. I'm telling you, we have never gotten the re- the response that we had a-, a week or so ago when we dropped that video uh, for the new third kit. Everyone is dying to get this thing. So I'm just telling everyone, it's a six o'clock kickoff. Gates open at five. If you want that double XL or three XL jersey, or, or the, even the XL, you know, things. you're going to want to get there before kickoff because those things are going to fly off the shelf
2: it's always funny that other sports have uniforms and jerseys but soccer they have kits kits you gotta have your kit. yeah your kit all right craig let's uh let's say let's we have plenty of time here so let's go through the top 10 i'm really curious because uh there were so many good shows that you recommended throughout the course of the year this must have been a very difficult process in narrowing it down to the top 10
6: and i do annually say something like this but This is the fifth year we've done rankings on Crossing Streams, and this was the first time, and I honestly mean this, that any of these 10 shows that I'm about to mention could have been, not only could have been my number one show, but at some point in the year was my number one show. Every one of these 10. So this is the most high-quality list I've ever given out. I'm going to go quickly through the uh, bottom five, uh, and then we'll talk a little more about the top five. At 10, I have Somebody Somewhere, which I recommended to you guys early, in uh 2022 and is truly one of my favorite comedies of the year on hbo max uh staying on hbo max for the white lotus at number nine season two could have been as high as top three yeah it was a a sublime season funny intriguing everything mike white is a genius uh number eight for me was andor on disney plus First time ever a Disney Plus uh, show has cracked my top twenty. Never mind my top ten. First time a Star Wars show, uh, other than Mandalorian, ha- has been in my top twenty. And I think Andor was the best, as I've said before on this show. Star Wars content uh, that's been made. Uh, number seven was my my mid season number one. We own this city. Uh, the incredible uh, Simon Pelicano's HBO mini series about Baltimore uh, police corruption. John Bernthal's performance in that show. Truly one of the best of the year. And number six for me was The Bear on Hulu, uh, the quirky Chicago half-hour comedy about a Chicago beef restaurant uh, and and the people who work within it. uh, I thought was one of the revelations of the year. So that's 10 through 6, guys. Somebody somewhere, the White Lotus and or we own this city, The Bear.
2: All right. uh, Lots of good choices there. That leaves us now with a countdown. Number five through number one. What was your number five show of 2022?
6: Number five for me was Severance on Apple TV+. And uh, Liddy Lurie, who does the rankings along with me each year, had this as her number one show of the year. So it truly comes highly recommended. I would say Severance is the most original concept show, uh, not only of 2022, but for a a long time. The idea, and I know we talked about the, the conceit, right? What if you could have a procedure where everything you did at work There's a part of your brain that handles that. And then when you leave the office, boom, that part of the brain is shut off. And there's another part of the brain that enjoys the outside life. It's it's a clever conceit that led to an extremely kind of twisty, puzzle boxy, fascinating show uh, that had great acting performances uh, and also a lot of humor. uh, And it severance is unique and it makes the top five. All right. Number four on the
2: countdown crossing streams. Twenty twenty two.
6: I thought I was going to rank this number 1 at the end but I, I had to put some legacy shows ahead of it arguably my favorite show of 2022 Industry uh season 2 of Industry the pulsy poppy uh synthy show of of young people working in the financial district in London uh it, we've talked about it before as Succession meets Euphoria uh in terms of the vibe every time that that tech techno uh score comes on my Blood rate just starts to go up a little bit. My my pulse starts to go (laughs) up. so good. Industry is fun. It's gorgeous. And I thought season two took a quantum leap uh, in terms of taking all of their characters forward. If you're looking for something to really dive into, industry is a great choice.
2: All right. Number three on the countdown.
6: Reservation dogs could have easily been number one, but I'll say this about every show I'm talking about. Uh, Season two of the Hulu comedy by Sterling Harjo. Uh, executive produced by taika waititi has some of the most original characters on tv some of the most heartfelt uh, scenes and it's also one of the funniest shows around had an incredible season finale there's two seasons of this half hour comedy available now season three is going to be one of the best things on tv again so this is one of those shows get in get started if you haven't you're going to thank me for it when season three rolls out later this year you know you
2: mentioned the bear you mentioned reservation dogs you know when we used to watch television it was very clear what was a, a one-hour drama what was a 30-minute sitcom and really there wasn't much crossover between the two nowadays there's a lot of shows that Yeah, it could be considered comedies. They could be considered dramas. One episode may be very comedic. The next one may be very dramatic. And they actually work them both together. And it it really kind of sometimes defies the the common descriptions we've used for television in the past.
6: You know, it's so true, Ben. And I'm going to use that as the lead into my number two show because the next show on my list does what you just described better than any other show on television. And that is Barry on HBO, the Bill Hader genius turn, because this is a half-hour show that is, at times, extraordinarily funny. This is a half-hour show that sends up Hollywood uh, in a way that no other show around is able to do. It's also one of the darkest shows on TV and explores a character, uh, you know, Barry the hitman back from... Uh, his time in war who has decided to maybe dabble in acting uh he explores that character unflinchingly and unsparingly i think barry is an absolute revelation that was the third season that aired this year and it's truly one of the best things if you've never watched
2: all right and finally the number one show i'm sure that this was a a tough decision you came down to it number one in 2022
6: it's our show ben It's the show that you and I talked about on Crossing Streams number one and talked about four different times in 2022 Better Call Saul season six. And this is almost kind of a legacy pick to talk about Better Call Saul as one of the Mount Rushmore shows of the 21st century in American streaming television, Bob Odenkirk, Ray Seahorn. The the entire cast, you know, Giancarlo Esposito, you you go down the list. This is a show that was built on the bones of one of the other great shows of the 21st century, Breaking Bad. No one thought it would ever approach the success of Breaking Bad, and in many ways, Better Call Saul surpassed it. I, I think Ray Seahorn is the single most underrated actor or actress uh that is currently working. And her performance uh, as Kim Wexler is one of the great things uh, that is on digital film, so to speak. But Bob Odenkirk as well, uh, in terms of what he brought to the depth of that character. And I think you agree with me, uh, Ben, that very much like Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, the showrunners of Better Call Saul, they landed this plane. They they nailed it. Uh, the the ninth episode could have been the end of the series and was as shocking as anything you could see. But I think those four episodes that tied everything together uh, were brilliantly, brilliantly executed. I've still got a friend who's never started Better Call Saul, and I get on her about it all the time. Truly. One of those things. If you haven't started, this is the treat that's waiting for you. Dig in six seasons. It's wrapped up. It's one of the best there ever was.
2: As someone who, after watching Breaking Bad, put it up there with maybe among the best television shows I've ever seen. Just the idea of trying to do a prequel like that, it seemed like a really bad idea. Like you never you can never follow up something that good. It's just gonna be a pale imitation and the fact that not only was it not that but in some ways even exceeded uh what breaking bad did a remarkable work and a, an excellent choice for your top show of 2022.
6: So uh just wrapping up that top five again number five severance number four industry number three reservation dogs number two barry Number one, better call Saul here. All of my top 25 and all of Lydia Lurie's top 25. Check out Crossing Streams, our year-end podcast. I just put out the link on my Twitter at 619 Sports as well.
2: Craig, great stuff. Thank um, you, buddy. Any, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Any thoughts as we head into 2023 for the San Diego Padres? I think the last time we chatted, obviously, they've added Matt Carpenter. Uh, as Seth did, Lugo. Seth Lugo, another move since we last uh, talked about. There's some... Uh, rumors of Johnny Cueto kind of floating around this week that we discussed earlier. Anything left kind of on your plate, on your list of things to do before spring training starts?
6: You know, I think there's one bat and one arm that that are, are left to be added to this roster to, to completely 100% lock it in. And Cueto is a really interesting choice because, you know, the thing is, guys, you look at Nick Martinez, you like what you see. You look at Seth Lugo, you like what you see. And you look at Adrian Morejon and you think, okay, there's really incredible potential in this young man. But you add up their innings from last year and you'll get to about 160 between the three. Uh, in order for that to be the back end of your rotation, you need to see over 300 innings from those three pitchers. And I'm not positive that when you take those three cats and stretch them out to that level of mileage, you're going to get the same performance level that you're anticipating. Maybe you do, and maybe that's a gamble the Padres win. But if you added one more veteran arm, and Cueto, I think, is a perfect example that could give you 150 innings of soft contact, essentially duplicating the Mike Clevenger role of 2000, uh, of 2022, hopefully without the Game 4 blowup, uh, then I think you've got the depth now to really, say, six-man rotation yep. you know, in the spring into the summer. And let's roll. And I'd say one more outfield capable hitter would make you feel so much better about, well, if one guy goes down, Jose Azokar is our full time starter, which is what we've got right now.
2: Craig, great stuff as always. Uh, so next week, we'll get your platform rankings, which is a, a valuable service because it's so hard. You can't, you really can't have them all. Otherwise, you look at that bill at the end of the month and you go, my God, what am I paying for every single streaming service? So you do kind of lay it out with which one should be your priorities based on the shows and everything, and I think it's a a valuable thing you do each year.
6: All right, we'll do it next week. Everyone have a great weekend, and I hope to see a bunch of you out Sunday at the Soccer's match at 6 o'clock. Come out and see Paulie run. In fact, I'm going to be dropping in my Twitter a discount tickets link for Sunday right after this interview ends, so go take advantage if you want to go see Paulie.
2: There he is, Craig Elston, on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, Save Money the Right Way. With Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad, visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Now, I'm su- assuming, Paul, you played like youth soccer. We all played soccer growing up, right? Yeah, I played like four years. Did you play youth soccer? I played one year, you? one just one year. Yep, yeah. like, like what age? The Silver Wings. I think I was ten. Ten. Yeah. The Silver
3: Wing. The Silver Wings I was the at name. Ages
4: of my... uh, eight through twelve. We lost three games in four
3: years. Ooh, not wow. bad. We yeah, we were far. terrible. <laughs> I didn't like all the running, even at
2: ten. I, mean, I didn't either. I. I didn't understand offsides. I thought, well, why? If you want to score, why not just stand just right be by a cherry the goal? Pick, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seemed like I, I've had it all figured out. Uh-huh. But Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. Cherry in picking is bad. Yeah, <laughs> good in basketball. <laughs>
3: it's okay in box lacrosse. Not great as well. in
2: basketball. I mean, you're well, you, supposed to be playing defense. You, you're supposed to,
3: but, you but can there's no rule against it. No, there's it. Yeah. no rule and, against and it. And there's a, a team in the NLL, Ben, that does this. The team that we just beat last week, they always have a guy running, and the goalie will always throw these deep bombs where it
2: looks like, oh, my
3: God, he's running a 40-yard fly. So they're kind fly. of playing
2: five on four yeah. when they're on defense, but any time these... they get it back, they can quickly get it down for someone for a great opportunity but to the, score.
3: their goalie's good at, at leading and throwing, and the guys are good at catching and, and shooting, so you have to kind of guard against that. There's no rule against it in the NLL, so... Um, yeah, it's it's the cherry picking. You can't do that in soccer. You gotta you gotta stay on side.
2: All right, uh, we've got a couple of hours to go. Um, got our Rhino report. It is Friday, so we'll have our first flubs of the year. Uh, we'll talk more Padres. Obviously, we got a big NFL weekend coming up, the final weekend of the regular season. We now have kind of some idea of what the rules are, so we know what really the matchups and how critical. Each one is going to be this weekend, and the final weekend of the season. So we can go through that as well. Just had the good news about DeMar Hamlin. The breathing tube is out. He talked on FaceTime with his teammates this morning. Love you guys. Uh, so he's able to talk. Neurologically, things sound good. I mean, you really. We considering how the week started. Yeah, man. Couldn't have much better news. No doubt this. about it. A great Friday so far. We'll continue it coming up with two more hours of Ben and Woods on the way. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.